Hi everyone. This is uh, this is Rio and Theo talk about recovery and other things. I hope you all are having a fantastic day. My name is Rio, and I am Theo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the two of us, when our powers combine, create a podcast. And, yes. Uh, I was uh, I was thinking this week that we would talk about happiness, and mm. um, you know, not just the abundance of happiness, but also the absence of happiness, and also the transient quality of happiness. So uh, I, I suppose we can just begin. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Theo some questions and uh, <laughs> we'll see where it takes us. So, right. so Theo, uh -huh. <laughs> what, what do you do that makes you happy? Oh, man. Uh, lots of things. It's so, I will say that I like feel like not at all like prepared, which is fine. Like I, I really am not ever very prepared for podcasting because I like how you and I are just like organically. Um, so with happiness, it's like such an interesting, just like topic in general, right? It's like happiness. You, one of my kids asked me today, what are you going to talk about? Happiness. Huh. <laughs> I think was their response, you know? Uh, so the things that, that I do that make me happy, I go on walks, took a walk today. Um, I try to like go be outside, like with the trees. I like being barefoot outside a lot. That makes me happy. Um, building community makes me happy. Doing herbalism makes me happy. Uh, making and drinking teas and helping people, um, makes me happy that like my talents can help people, I guess, whether that be like herbalism or it be like my ability to hold space, you know? Um, yeah, seeing the people in my life, like, get real lit up. I guess that's not a thing that I do, though. That's a thing that other people do. What do I do? Um, yeah, being outside is a very, very central to all of it. Playing with my kids. Uh, that's not a comprehensive list. There is a list of some things that make me happy. There you go. <laughs> oh, oh, no, for sure. Like, like, it doesn't have to be a comprehensive list. It was just like, like, I mean, you could have said, you know, um, baseball, and then we moved on. Like, 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 that was mm. an excellent answer. Not but, baseball. Well, I know you well enough to know that's not true. And if you said baseball, I would know you're lying. So. <laughs> <laughs> My hair just is not. It's fantastic. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> So, Beautiful. okay. So those are the conditions for your happiness. Hmm. How does your happiness feel? Where do you feel your happiness? Is it, um, is, is it a raging river or is it a, a, a babbling brook? Is it something in your nervous system? Is it a brain feeling? Is it a, describe it if you can. Yeah. Um, There's so, no wrong answer. There's no wrong answers. Happiness looks a lot of different ways, right? Like, again, to talk about happiness um, is tough because, like, I feel happy in different ways, right? So, like, I got this beautiful news over the weekend, and where I felt that happy was, like, kind of back of my head behind my eyes heart like you know like I'm like playing a board game with other people and I start like crying because I'm so happy right um other times happiness is more of a um like bubbly giddy kind of like full body bouncing around like excited right uh so I, I wonder if there would be a way to identify, like, the different flavors of happy, you know? Um, it, like, soul happy or, like, people happy, you know? Or uh, or just, like, restful happy, you know? I, I cry when I'm happy. I laugh when I'm happy. I yell. Like, I feel it. I can feel it all over my body. 
Um, and depending on the source or like the conditions around it, it hits different. And do you differentiate that type of happiness versus happiness that can't be taken away or changed? Is, mm. is there a lasting, um, a lasting, un, I'm trying to think of a, like a $6 word to describe this, but I can't. So, so it's just like, you know, they um, refer to some sort of like inner joy that no one can take away. And now if you're listening to this and Theo, if, if this is the case, you don't have, I, I certainly don't have this and not very many people, if any that I've ever met in my life do. Um, but do you, do you think of that like aspirationally that there is like you would prefer your happiness to be irregardless of, of your conditions or your surroundings or the people in your life? Yeah. So I, uh, I have a lot to say about that. I think, um, First, what I when I what I think about as you are speaking is the people who historically have been in the most like dire conditions, right? Like worst possible, inhumane, awful fucking conditions, right? And who are able to find happiness, like that thing that you can't that can't be taken away. Um, and there are times that I think that I strive for that, you know, that I would like to, um, keep a little place within myself kind of put away for, for those times, you know, that like a, um, like a quiet still place. And it's interesting to me to call that happiness. Um, I think I often more think of it as like contentedness or peacefulness or quiet, you know, and all of that, um, it is like a positive feeling. It's a happy feeling for me, but it's interesting when we talk about like, oh, what makes you happy? I think of these more like exuberant happy or these more like heartful happy. So, um, I also, when I think about that, I think about, um, and specifically like the being able to like find that solace in the most like devastating conditions I and you asking the question of like do I want it to be a constant is that a thing that I strive for is for that to be a constant and my gut kind of reaction is no um I think that like without the like nuance of like pain and suffering and fear and discontent and discomfort um that like happiness especially that like heartful or exuberant happiness doesn't um I keep saying this but it like doesn't hit the same it's not the like I think that you have to have both like I don't want to be always in a state of exuberant happy heartful happy or even like peacefulness you know like I am um, I was talking about it before we started, like, I'm not in a particularly, like, peaceful place today, but I'm grateful for this experience, and I've had times today where I've been very happy, both, like, heartful happy and, like, exuberant happy, um, but yeah, I don't, I would like access to it always, yes, um, I do not want to experience it always, no, um, which is a strange thing maybe to say, um, but I would like access to it, to all the different flavors of happy, you know, um, and I am content to not experience contentedness all the time. That's good. That's, yeah. uh, that's an excellent way to put that. I'm content <laughs> to not experience content all the time. Yes. It's an outstanding way to put that. Like, <laughs> like, like I suppose, um, I don't think that either of us are in danger of falling into a, you know, an infinite well of happiness on accident. I, you're just like, oh crap, it's like this forever now. <laughs> it's just, it's just everything's perfect. Oh well, like, you know, that that's kind of not, yeah, like, 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 like as you said, like, like what you're really is acknowledging that there's suffering. 
and that it's yeah. part of your human experience and it's unavoidable. Yeah. And well, kind to, of an important part. And to lose it would lose something vital. It's right. Not, it's not only an, an inescapable fact of your life, but it's an important fact. Yeah, it it would remove context and nuance to to remove the suffering. You know, um, I have learned. God, this is so fucking cliche, but like I've learned so much from my suffering, right? Um, and even, man, the opportunity, I was talking to a friend about this a few days ago, um, the opportunity to confront things um, that maybe create some kind of like discomfort or like uh, unease in my life, you know, um, having to take a look at that or like participate in that gives me this opportunity to kind of like hold it up against this like kind of ideal that I have uh, of like, what does happy look like? What does like authentic look like? What does like a full life look like? I get to take these things that like happen in my life and hold it up next to it and say, okay, does this work here? Um, and then I decide, you know, uh, and try it on or like whatever. Um, so I, I do, I think it's super necessary especially when you're trying to like really in the kind of like um, maker space of what is happy you know like how do I make happy how do I make it work um, so what are how would you define happy what how would you describe it if somebody said like what does it mean not what do you do but what does it mean to be happy mm. I was going to wait for you to uh, define it first and then adjust mine, but I'll define mine first. Nope. Baha. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I suppose um, there's like a lightness there. Mm -hmm. There's like, I, I feel it as movement. So it's never stagnant. Ha happiness does not exist in a stagnant place for me. Um, it oftentimes um, happens above my chest. Mm. Um, so I don't feel it anywhere. Like I don't feel happy in my elbow. I don't feel happy here. I usually feel other things here in my chest. But like I, I oftentimes um, don't feel it as like a, you know, like, like I suppose there, you know, there is a difference between being happy and like doing some yoga and feeling good or feeling like blissful or feeling mm -hmm. joyful um but but i i i recognize it as something that is um is moving light and it makes like like it almost makes makes me feel like what i want is coming at me faster or like the you know the experience of experiencing my reality is is wonderful happening right now and is accelerating if that makes sense it, it's, yeah it, what i'm hearing is kind of like there's a fluidity to it um like or, things are kind of like on track and moving kind of like effortlessly or seamlessly yeah exactly um okay i uh I, I imagine that it's, um, you know, what I might be describing is just, you know, those, those periods of time where like my dopamine is really balanced or like, mm. you know, like, like video games are fun. Going for a walk is fun. Things are fun. Like, 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 like this is kind of like, 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 I don't mean to make this seem like I tricked you with this topic, but like, you know, no. happiness is almost like from my perspective like an umbrella term for a collage of other emotions. Mm -hmm. So, so it's like, it's like the biggest container um, as far as like, you know, the description of it. And then within that, you know, within your happiness exists, like, you know, your basic fundamental needs being met as a human being. So that could involve heartbreak and joy and sadness and like a bunch of other stuff yeah. that, you know, that isn't good. Like let's call it like, you know, in the happiness machine, there, there, there's a cog called heartbreak, and that cog has to turn 
to also turn you know romantic love or joyous love like 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 or whatever you know mm-hmm. ver- version of that you want so like like i suppose i i feel that i experience like a band of that mechanism that big old mechanism called happy but i can't say that i have as many of the gears that turn as you whereas it seems like you know you you know of course i don't have kids i don't have the same you know like i don't have the same conditions as you so like for you know for me happiness might be like a grilled cheese sandwich some days i'm just like man this one turned out real good very proud of myself bro i had a really good grilled cheese sandwich the other day and it definitely cultivated some happy so well 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 there you go both of our gears turned in that instance um but like you know that's just um that's just the way i see it so um a, a description might be best as like the machine like the emotional machine of sean is working very well mm. it's firing on all cylinders and that's optimally yeah, yeah. <laughs> because because you're right you cannot avoid discomfort i i mean i think even last week i kind of mentioned that like you can't you know i like i was dramatic like dramatically uncomfortable for three years mm-hmm. um and there was nothing i can do about it and um i'm going to uh even in the best case scenario with um you know my spine i i might deal with pain for the remainder of my life so even the con- you know the idea that i would live a pain free experience that is only happy is impossible i is out of reach for this life for me right um and i think that there's you know some some like perspective that com- comes with that that like is that you know well i i would like all all the mechanisms then if i have to experience that and i can't get rid of it then i want all all the rest of the gears you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it feels like um i would be short changing myself to only have to deal with that one thing when Happiness, for me, also includes the acknowledgement that there are many moving pieces to my emotional landscape and Mm -hmm. many things that constitute a life that would bring me to that, like, wake up in the morning, drink my cup of coffee, go do some creative thing, talk to someone online, you know, go do a meditation, do some yoga stretches, you know, make myself some, some, some toast and jelly jam. And then, you know, go about my day, you know, that like, you know, that kind of good lifestyle day that I would aspire to. That's right, everyone. I just, I just told, told the world that my perfect day involves toast and jelly for breakfast. It's just a great way to start the morning. I mean, it sounds like a pretty fucking good day the way you described it. The best. But, 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 you know, but it also... All those mechanisms also require me to do things I don't want to do. Also mm-hmm. require me, you know, to do things that, uh, you know, make me uncomfortable. And also requires me to do a bunch of other stuff. But that doesn't mean that it's all, you know, within the functioning mechanism of happy. Hmm. So that's that's my that's interesting long winded way of looking at that. No, it's really is really interesting. I was thinking, and I would still be super open to it if anyone listening would like to define happiness like in the comments because i would love to just have a wide array of like what does this mean to people you know um because i think that it's really it is a really big umbrella you know um to have i mean to experience the happiness that i do with my kids Um, I have had to go through a fair amount of pain, you know, um, to like experience the happiness that I do in my relationships. I, it comes with pain. Um, and so just to think about like, what is, okay, well, what is happy? Because it's the thing, I mean, movies are made about it. Songs are written about it. Like it's the thing that everyone is striving to attain. Right. Um, I I know people that are ashamed that they're not happy. They're afraid to tell right. people they're not. Yeah, yeah, right. It's this like taboo thing as well. It's like, are you happy? Um, 
God, there's this song on the radio right now that I don't know. My aux cord broke in my car, so I am listening to the radio or CDs from my early 20s, which are fun. But um, <laughs> it's like you ask yourself if you're happy and like automatically you cease to be. And so it is. It's like this really interesting subject. And for something that we all talk about so much, I cannot come with like come up with like a very tangible distinct definition of it um, so i would love to know what people think about that um i uh i i, I think so too because yeah. i don't think that anyone owns that definition i i think that it falls under the periphery of like sub subjective interpretation like it would have to be like right there's, like there's less subjectivity for, <laughs> like say like um peace like like i feel like right. there, there's, there, there's different expressions of that and different ways that you can yeah. feel it and different conditions and all this stuff but it kind of like 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 it seems like we're it's easier to get a handle on what that actually means to people yeah well and same for even like the negative emotions like fear or anger or sad like yeah. <laughs> i can i can tell you probably with more ease what those things look like you know and it's not because I experience happiness less. I I mean, I experience a fuck ton of happiness, um, but it just looks like so many different things, you know? Yeah. And I mean, that's why I use that metaphor because I think it looks like different things for me too. There, there, there's been a time where, where the plenum, the fullness of every joy, as Alan Watts says, like the, you know, the totality of Sean's happiness was contained within an ecstatic dance event yeah as as i gently grazed my fingertips against some young hippie girl's hand <laughs> and our eyes met across the you know the, you know the dance floor as we were doing this and, and that was happiness in that but it was like all of that yeah you know what i mean it wasn't just that single thing it was just like that was the you know that was the mechanisms that i was you know, you're like well, those are the gears that were spinning. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is it. This is, this is the, this is the sauce. This is the jam. Yeah, this is, this is the jam, which is part of your best day. Right. My, it's, it's, man, if I could have that jam on my toast every morning. Yeah. And what yeah, kind of jam? It'd be a lot less problems. Um, oh, the touching the hippie's hand jam. Okay. But like, what kind of jam do you actually like? Oh, grape and raspberry. Um, grape and raspberry. You know, the raspberry, we go with like the seeds, the bits of it, the whole uh -huh. thing. Yeah. And the grape is just like the, you know, the gelatinous grape grape. Yes. The most like probably has not ever seen a real grape kind of yep. situation. It, it, it's probably just gelatin food coloring for all. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I looked up the definitions of happiness, like just from like Oxford, right? Um, happiness is the state of feeling happy, which was super useful. Thank you, oh Oxford God. languages. Um, <laughs> They're so smart over there at that college. There it is. <laughs> I really knew it, it you out. know. Um, but then, so happy is feeling or showing pleasure or contentment, which I feel like we've kind of talked about. But then the second one is having a sense of confidence in or satisfaction with mm. and i think that that is happiness is confidence and happiness as satisfaction is an interesting approach you know to think about that yeah i think that's good i have been um in a place of really trying to practice just like radical authenticity right like be who i am every place that i am um, and sh sure not everyone needs to know everything about me but that i am unchanging even in the face of like I i've had my fair share of like seasons of being like a chameleon and seasons of uh people pleasing and i'm sure i still participate in that but learning to um just kind of like unapologetically be myself as the fucking weirdo that I am. Um, and I, and I say that with like, uh, 
confidence, you know, and that's, I have learned that that authenticity, um, one, that practice practice fuels my happy for sure, you know, um, but it also fuels like part of that happy is having confidence in myself and who I am and what I do and how I behave and everything that we've talked about in this podcast, you know, like the compassion and the generosity and the meditation and like these lives and the recovery man in this life that I'm building, uh, cultivating confidence in myself, um, and in like what I do has definitely increased the experiences that I've had with pleasure and contentedness, you know? So that was um, actually my, my last question. Um, oh, okay. Never, I never quite got there. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like was <laughs> what was the psychic. last question? Tell me. Oh, um, how has spiritual practice or meditation helped you or hurt you in your happiness? Yeah, both uh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, like, like, and I was basically going to say the same thing. I have to stop doing. And I was basically going to say say the same thing because because I was like, well, it's both. Like, like. I mean, there's been times where meditation has dramatically injured my happiness Mm. because uh, there is times where um, you, you don't want to look at stuff and you don't want to like stare into the abyss for lack of a better term. And meditation is such a great tool for staring into things. Um, Mm -hmm. And then there's also times where it helps you see, you know, the brighter side of the situation because there's usually two there. There's usually the, you know, the surface deep, you know, if you're in recovery, it's probably the default negative experience, you know, perspective. And then there's like, you know, the, you know, the other side of that, where it's like, well, you know, this, this thing that's been painfully torn out of your life is just making space for, you know, this other thing, or like, hey, like, if this one situation didn't work out, it's it's possibly because it's preparing you for the bigger candy bar that the universe is trying to give you maybe you'll get two candy bars who knows (laughs) great mysteries of the beyond you know yeah you know the lord you know the lord godhead himself you know the atman is is there dispensing candy bars out in the universe some someplace but uh like 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 you never know it's more about um i guess like to go back to kind of like the metaphor I was using, it's more about just like life is happening to you and coming at you. Mm-hmm. And it's more about sort of, sort of finding that place to kind of like deal with life's stuff yeah. as it happens to you. I don't know if that's like makes a lot of sense to everyone, but that's what makes sense to me. It's kind of like life is doing this and I'm just doing like sort, 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 set down, rest, you know, let pass sort you know things okay so that does make sense to me and I think that my next question would be what do you think that happiness your happiness is more reliant on external uh situational experiences or your internal life slash reactions to external experiences? Ooh, that's a good question. So, so I 100% believe that, that my happiness is not dependent on conditions. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a experiencer of that all the time. Um, and I'm not a seer of that all the time, but I'm definitely like aware that that's like, aspirationally that seems to be you know just like you know or like like one of the cool gifts that i've been given is i basically lost 100 percent of my life over the last three and a half years there was still happiness there Mm -hmm. i i woke up today i stared at my little bonsai plant and how's she doing great sir twigs is doing hey actually in need of a haircut soon just like her dad (laughs) (laughs) so cute carry Uh, on 
but uh <laughs> but, but the, the like like the thing is that um i think that it it makes things easier for me to think about them in terms of relationships so or, or think about this in terms of relationships so like let's imagine that i had a messy breakup with everything in my life <laughs> and and then i found that like oh like i don't need to be in those relationships to be happy i can be happy just on my own to use a metaphor you know um and now i'm like okay i'm experiencing relative comfort and happiness some of the time you know like an acceptable amount of time for for the way my life is right now um, at least acceptable to me and i'm now interested in creating new relationships but with all of the new information that I've learned. And even having that understanding and that sort of direction makes me happier than I would be otherwise. If that makes sense. It does. And I don't even know if that answered your question, but. So it did like in, in the very beginning, you know, you did, but it also provided a really uh, kind of like interesting example of how, you are kind of like the the captain of your own happiness you know um you can create even just like by and i I do this a lot and i talk to a lot of people who do this a lot but altering the narrative right altering the framework from which i am viewing things creates an opportunity to see and i think that that's when we're talking about people who are in the like worst situations of human history still finding ways to be happy um i think that that's kind of a part of that process you know yeah um, and, and i mean just to throw out there real quick that is also um you know basically a long-winded way of describing the sort of the point of a meditative spiritual practice um mm. or like boot like like the buddhist ideals and how they can help people um in their own lives is really that I, I don't have, I'm not the captain over what relationships break up, but I am the captain of, of, of how I take those mm -hmm. breakups or in how I deal with those things, stuff like that. You know, to yeah. Use, to use a metaphor where, whereas, you know, you can't avoid the arrow, you know, but, but you can avoid, you know, you do have control over what you do after the arrow struck you. Yes. Um, where which is, it's important to know, um, especially after episode before of Last of Us, um, you don't ever pull it out. You're actually, like, you're actually not ever supposed to pull it out. Um, like, I get in this metaphor, maybe we're talking about if you're struck with an arrow, it's your responsibility to pull it out. No, actually, just go to the hospital, man, <laughs> like, see a professional, um, let them take care of it. <laughs> get on the horse and ride back to the town where they have medicine that's right that's right right don't pull it out don't, don't pull it out yeah no and uh, this is the one situation where you never pull out that's <laughs> what she yeah um, <laughs> i love that it just like stopped you right in your tracks you're like oh, I just, oh okay carrying on i just wanted to say it so bad <laughs> there, there's 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 many situations in your life where not pulling out is a good idea also sure. some that is a good idea i'll mm -hmm. leave that definition up to you the like the listener not you theo you you don't have that control over people's lives i do what i want for mine though okay I <laughs> I do Queen, and I I feel like I, think, I want to turn the ship like quickly change something Yeah, before. I think that you're right <laughs> with what you were talking about before we got way off track. Um that that it is like meditation and and Buddhism specifically has uh given me like a different lens to look at things. Um and specifically in recovery, you know, it's given me a different lens to view myself, my own experience, my relationship to others, the world, you know, like we've talked about here before, um, like forgiveness meditations and specifically like, um, like 
or for me, like what I always think about is like meta or um, compassion meditations where I am prompted to um, bring these difficult people into my thoughts and wish well for them. You know, that is difficult people, difficult relationships are often central to my idea of happiness, right? Um, Or can have some kind of like swaying impact. But practices in metta and compassion have given me something else to do with that, you know? Um, And I, whether or not it's brought up difficult things um, or made me have to think about shit I don't want to think about, um, you know, or, or, or opened up something that I wasn't, uh, I didn't know I was ready to open. Um, I won't say I wasn't ready cause like evidently, but, um, I, I've not ever regretted meditation. And I do think that ultimately it's always like everything else that we've said today. Um, the, the discomfort brings some measure of happiness someplace else. Yeah. You know, um, or at the very least, a little bit more freedom from the things that I believe make me unhappy, which is maybe the real fucking ticket to it all. Right. Uh, maybe happiness is just like a lack of unhappiness. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I uh, I'm going to make one one more point and then we can go talk, go back to talking about DIY birth control. So <laughs> nine. <laughs> nine? <Okay>. nine. <laughs> um but like like but, but um the way I look at it is like my life is no longer so so like when I first got sober, I always used to think of like happiness as something that I could catch or that I could hold catch and hold on to. And it was mostly in regards to like conditions that you know I thought that I could bring into my life that would change how I feel mm, uh, which I yeah. think is you know pr- pretty common pretty common yeah, vibe probably you know, still most how you know how uh, most people feel um, mm-hmm. and um, now I think about it as like a sine wave over the course of a week I don't really think about it like like a week is easy, easier for me to conceptualize so like like it's like a wave over the course of a week and it's not just a single line it's 300 lines and some of them are up some of them are down you know and mm-hmm. sometimes it's just 50 lines sometimes there's too many lines you know like it's it's kind of this like you know um perhaps a better um a better metaphor might be like a stream but uh I'll stick with the I like the sine waves you know uh, I like the picture they offered to me but like very rarely do I have all of them hit below mm-hmm. zero at the same time. Right. It's it's just that the ones are above, you know, that are above zero into the positive space aren't always the ones I'm paying attention to. Um, yeah. And and there's like, you know, there is like bigger, you know, that wave that exists over the week also has a bigger wave that exists over ten years. I feel, mm-hmm. you know, for people where there there is a curve where you can feel like you are completely below the line and there's nothing you can do about it. But it's really just because that longer wave is taking you to this place. Um, you know, those individual things are still happening. And then eventually you sort of crest out of that into, you know, bigger happiness or, you know, broader experiences that are make it easier for you to see the things that are good and happy so yeah it's it's kind of a little bit it's a little bit granular way of looking at it but 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 I feel like that's how I feel I like it and I think that it's uh I think it makes a lot of sense I I have friends where we talk about like uh zooming in or zooming zooming out and how both of those and what I hear you talking about is like zoom zooming out you know like seeing the big uh the entire like journey of looking at the whole map and not just like the state map, you know, of this experience. And um, I think that there's a lot of benefit 
to that. And I think that there are also times to zoom in, you know, um, if, if I've been on the downslope for fucking two years with something and I have a, a win, you know, then maybe it's time to like zoom in at that win, you know? Uh, and so I think both, both practices can be really useful, but I do think that like seeing things more, um, there's always value to seeing the whole picture of something, you know, yeah. um, which is kind of like what I'm hearing you say with the, the sine waves and all of the different lines. And like, I still have this picture in my head and it's like this tangled mess. That's a lot of fun to look at. And so well, that's good. I, yeah, I think that like, it's easier for me to think about it zoomed out because, mm. you know, for the last three and a half years, my line has been in the negative. Um, and so I feel like zooming in would need, like will, will happen for me when I am cresting out of that into a different space. Um, and, uh, you know, as you said, that happens with first, you know, that first time where you try to like, you know, you learn to trust a little bit again and you zoom in on the good thing and you're like, oh, it's not immediately ripped away. Oh, thank God. That's, that's cool. You mean this arrow is not on fire? It's just an arrow? Cool. Like, 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 we stop pulling that. it out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like Joel. <laughs> right, right. Stop, stop pulling the arrows out. Just leave them in. I'll just be yeah. a giant human pincushion of, uh, Buddhist metaphors, but anyway. I, I mean, so it's interesting. I I would argue that uh, you have had like experiences that are worth zooming in on, even in this past three years. You know, um, that it might have been easier to be on the couch drinking tea, watching Hunger Games, than to think about like the entirety of your fucking situation you know and that's kind of what i mean more with like the zooming in is like being and it's being present being present in just this moment and not having to think of what has come before and what comes after no for sure and um that's uh that's definitely worth worth mentioning because uh believe it or not that was as zoomed in as i could be yeah that solid was, that was uh nesting in my Theo friendship happy place <laughs> so I uh I certainly count that as a a positive spike on the sine wave it's just a um, win. yeah it's just uh you know. so alternatively I, I mean next time I lose everything I'm gonna be a pro like I'm just gonna like kung fu my way <laughs> no problem I'm gonna know exactly what to do uh, have you played um oh man what's it called beat saber that's what i <laughs> that's what i'm like picturing in my head it's just <laughs> yeah yeah life is like beat saber life is like beat saber or dj hero yeah. dj hero was like dated and like nobody got into that except for me at a very like niche part of my life that's okay like like the metaphor still stands life is like beat saber playing your favorite song when you know when mm. you're happy and perhaps it's playing some some weird shit you don't connect to when you're not happy right it's like on expert and you only have one controller and like <laughs> <laughs> yeah right 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 like, like it's beat saber on expert while nickelback is playing and you're just like ah oh, this isn't even fun what am i doing i don't even know this fucking song man yeah. like <laughs> yeah oh god nickelback forever and then it switches and you're like what's this what's this is this a john williams track or some <laughs> other positive song that it's, it's all i could think of at the time but you know is this so speaking of tell me about your experience with uh toxic positivity <laughs> 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 I just. <laughs> what do you mean? I was thinking about it. I was thinking about this like idea that we should like 
always be happy. We should always be, uh, and maybe not like grateful, but, um, but kind of, you know, like this idea that we should always be like looking for the good. Right. Um, and I, that's kind of what I think of when I think of toxic positivity is like, oh, it could be worse. Or trying to like silver line everything versus, um, I don't know. Do you think that's even a thing? Do you think that it's like, just like a trendy right now or a fad, or do you think that there's value to acknowledging it? Like what, it, tell me what you oh, think about it. No, no. I, I, like I was, I was immediately thinking like, I was going back and I was analyzing my life over the last six years. And I was like thinking about like, like how often I've been that. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to do that live on a podcast. <laughs> that's, that's way, too, <laughs> way, way too uncomfortable. Right? I, I'd rather do the sensible thing, which is pointed out in other people. <laughs> that's, that's way more fun. No, like, like, I think that there is, <laughs> I think in recovery, I've, I see it a lot and I've participated um, in recovery specifically, like I'd say more so in AA um, mm. than in the other places. Um, the other places I was generally distracted by like the cool spirituality like the cool spirit spiritual stuff and less so about the like feeling good all the time I guess but I don't know it's hard like 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 in situations that are just me it's hard it's hard to it's hard to say because I I was also my life was being flung apart pretty good over over a portion of that so I don't, I don't honestly recall very much, but the things that, um, you know, the, you know, the bits of it that are important to me is when someone tells me that they're like afraid to go to the therapist based on what other people will think of them. Mm. Or when someone tells me that they're like, you know, don't understand why they're not happy here anymore in AA. Or I'm sure it's happened in every group ever. It's it's just um, I I seem to get that more in AA. I don't know why I was that person that extracted that out of people. Um, but like there is, I think what we talked about before sums 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 it up pretty well. That there is a huge, there is a there is a stigma against not being happy. Because it's mm -hmm. like, what are you talking about? You're living in, you know, you're working 60 hours a week, living in the land of opportunity, the great old US of A. Like, why aren't you statically happy all the time? And I think that some of that is social. Some of that is um, capitalism. Some of that is, you know, three or four different things. I don't think capitalism is a very great, good, you know, it's a great system for, you know, mechanizing this thing that you see before you, which is the United States, but it's, it's not a system that cares about your happiness. Right. And I don't think that that's like a negative thing. I just think it's something that we don't acknowledge very often. Right. Like, well, people try to rely on systems like that to, to really foster happiness. And that's just not where it comes from, maybe. Yeah. And I mean, you know, just to be fair, just to add that, I don't think I, I think it could happen in any system that, you know, you you can feel out of step with the sort of the general, generally accepted narrative of people. Um, sure. But And also fuck capitalism, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Theo. Uh, yeah. Yes. Wow, you like broke up. I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're trying to use that system to to raise our current economic standing, my dude. We're just mm, like, yeah. like, like, like you can't, you know, you can't bite the hand that feeds you right now. We're all, you know, you can't, don't mess it up for your old Sometimes buddy. Sometimes they like it. That's, if, <laughs> if you knew, if you know where they are currently and if they have my number, please, please let me know. So, so I, uh, I think that that's like, 
aside from the general sheen of like Edmonite perfection that I I think is not not okay. Um, you know, but not in like the morally difficult like wrong way, but in like just the not I, I don't really connect with that um, vibe. That's not where I aspire. Um, I think that there's a far more insidious thing that happens where people just suffer in silence for years. Um, yeah, based around fears of getting on medication, um, getting on, you know, into therapeutic programs and um, in change changing tracks in recovery to bring themselves, you know, where you know that they've just out, either outgrown or are not no longer authentic to what they're trying to achieve. Um, and I think that that is where like there's real damage being caused. Um, you know, that, you know, not, and by damage, I mean, hugely preventable unhappiness based on other people's or your assumption of other people's opinions of you. About that. Yeah. Yeah. And I do, um, I think even, that and like framing it in that way where it's like my assumptions of what other people think about me I do think it's a bigger uh like social issue I think it's something that's conditioned very much into us like repressing uh my discomfort is a hardwired neural pathway for me uh it's not something that like I came up with at four years old it's like I'm gonna do this now you know it's like every uh every example that I have um, that, I mean, that's an exaggeration. I I had many examples of like, just like try to be happy, you know, or like put your fucking nose to the grindstone, man. Like just get your shit together and keep going. Um, And so I think that it's important to acknowledge that like people don't do that to themselves. You know, people, I think, can uh, continue to participate in it. Um, I think that they're like many other things, like the choice presents itself whenever the information presents itself. Um, And then you can kind of choose, like, am I going to keep doing this like very well-worn path that is the easiest way that I know how to do things? Or am I going to like boulder these fucking like rocks on the side of the trail and like scary as shit, but maybe way more fun and like beneficial, you know, um, or I might get a much better view, you know, like a better perspective by bouldering these rocks rather than like taking the same fucking path I do every time. Um, and I think (laughs) that was another metaphor or analogy or whatever, but I just wanted to like note that I think that it's important to, um, acknowledge that like not take on the, self-deprecating responsibility of I have done this to myself um I think we take responsibility when we can take responsibility um and until then we understand that like hey this is a really fucking normal thing that people do you know like everybody sometimes feels guilty for not being happy you know um and you don't have to anymore and it's okay that you did feel that way um yeah is that really I, convoluted? Yeah, I don't know. No, no, I, I like my. So I mean, what you said was wonderful, but the, the thing you said at the end is the perfect end cap on that, which is, you don't have to feel bad for not being happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it happens to everyone at, at all yeah. different levels of society in all different situations. I, I like I can honestly say I was spared quite a bit of like noise over the last couple years because i knew that ultimately on some level that letting go of everything was eventually going to take me to a happy place yeah and whether or not that's what i'm experiencing right now um it's much better than it was so i mean i'll take it but yeah you know like like we're in some good 50 50 territory you know what i mean which is all i need Mm -hmm. lord i need virtually nothing i just couldn't couldn't handle that like 99-1 situation (laughs) (laughs) fair enough man 
I can also acknowledge that that was a you know that that was that was not helped by 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 the conditions but that can still happen regardless of those conditions mm-hmm. those it's not linked to those conditions yeah um so like all the stuff that i said said goodbye to is not the source of my unhappiness um it's just what um what was causing me to be unhappy at that particular moment in sean history yeah um and you know on the other side of that um my happiness i am capable of being just as and probably more so happier than someone that has two billion dollars who owns twitter and is at the top of the world um from from like a a success standpoint you know what Mm -hmm. i mean just to use a a random example um that i am i am not dependent on a certain set of conditions places things a certain amount of cash in my bank account a certain amount of friends in my phone book a certain amount of uh you know that's what she said girls parading themselves into my bedroom um i i can be happy with what is um it's just uh just a matter of practice mm. because you kind of um I don't know if you think about it like this, but there's kind of like a, uh, or I don't know if you've experienced this, but there's kind of like a, a huge amount of change that requires like, like a huge adjustment. And then there's like kind of this like slow blooming of all of the normal things you should have been feeling all along um, out of that. Mm. And you kind of get like, like almost like someone uproot uprooted a tree and threw it against a mountain and then it landed somewhere and it rained and then it fell down the mountain a little bit and now it's landed somewhere and it's on its side but the roots are taking you know take taking um root in the root? ground yeah <laughs> taking root <laughs> look look i don't have the same relationship with plants as you do so i'm trying my best i've kept this little tree alive for approximately three months and that's good, but like that's that's really impressive. Huge, huge steps in the right direction. I need you to, I need you to, not not tear I, me down. Please. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I was just trying to offer the word. Uh, it was Thanks. not meant to poke fun. Yeah. I, I'm just kidding. No, I have to be mindful of that though. Um, poking fun is like a fucking culture, and I don't want to do that. I don't know if I can do that to people. Um, plant a elitist over there telling me the right words for for things that i'm trying to say i honestly don't even know that like that would that trees do that i don't know i don't know though i'm not i i hear what you're saying though and i do like is that the, the the change oftentimes happens much faster than the re like than the re reacclimation the readjustment to that change. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. The change is like the the catalyst, right? It's the thing that has to happen. Um, and it's usually in my experience, it's usually like the fucking scary thing and the unnerving thing, and um, and the happy is more of like a slow drip you know, um, that eventually like fills the cup. It's not the like busting of the fucking pipe. That's what she said. (laughs) You've just been like wanting it so bad all episode, you know? Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what she said. That's it. That's right. I mean, all right, we're devolving into like just that's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Like, 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 I mean, just to be clear, I'm not, you know, Never mind. I was, I was, I was about to, what? I was about to go and make a a really funny joke about how I'm not really interested in the pipe busting part so much as the canyon flooding part. But that, who's to say? I say we cut it out. I say we forget it happened. This is a, yeah. a, a <laughs> about spirituality. We're talking about. Cut it out. Forget it happened. Yeah. Now we can't. Because that's know. this is maybe my favorite part. 
I think that there's like this is my intention because because I'm not I'm not here to stand on a what like a pedestal of wise speech and say that like how I'm conversing about this is like um you know to like some some standard that is is it all fit for human consumption what I am saying is this is who I am so that's how I'm going to be and if uh if that ever becomes an issue well you make sure to comment down below and say (laughs) not only is your hair floppy and weird but your jokes ain't funny and they're mildly sexist and I need you to stop um interesting I I don't think about that being sexist at all. Also, your hair's not floppy and weird. It's floppy and wonderful. Um, well, and and if it's not, then, like, if it's not mildly sexist, then I'm going to keep doing it because it's, I think it's hilarious. Well, maybe I'll listen again and see. <laughs> I'm gonna I got to keep that. you on your toes, Sean. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in your in your periphery because I 100% trust your opinion on that stuff. So Anyway. Wow. Now it's really time to stop talking about it. And I think okay. this is a beautiful place to end our episode on happiness. Yeah, I think uh, I agree. Good stuff. Fantastic. Well, as always, thank you so much for listening and giving us your time. And uh, I suppose I'm going to check in and see if Theo still loves everyone or if she's gotten tired of y'all's bullshit. No, not today. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I do. I love them. I love you. Awesome. Well, I love you too, Theo. And I I certainly aspire to love everyone. So mm. we'll go with that. And uh, this has been episode Who Cares of Rio and Theo Talk Recovery. Yeah. Thanks. Good night, dears. I'll see you later, kids. Bye. Ooh.